And now, coming to you from the shadow of America's mountain, Rocky Mountain Revival Radio presents Waymaker Ministries. Welcome to Waymaker Ministries. I'm your host, Ethan. With me today is my always amazing co-host, Lily Phillips. Lily, how you doing today? I'm doing really good, Ethan. How are you doing? I'm doing great. All right. Glad to hear it. All right. Before we get into today's show, I just want to get a few housekeeping items out of the way. Check out the show's website, waymaker.rmrr.live, for all the latest information and updates about the show. There's a contact us form to submit feedback, comments, suggestions, or to be a guest or recommend a guest on the show. If you need prayer, there are two ways for us to partner with you in prayer. The first way to do that is the prayer request form on the website. We would love to stand in prayer for you and with you. The second way you can do that is write us at prayer at waymaker.rmrr.live. Like and subscribe to the show's YouTube page. We can also be found on all your favorite podcast sites. You can fi- you can also find a listing of those on the Waymaker website under the show archive link. Follow us on Facebook for additional content and information. If you like the show and the show's content and feel led to donate to us, there are links to do so on the website, the show description below. And for those watching on your screen, and they will be down below underneath us. All right. We have another amazing show for you today, and today's episode is titled Understanding Slash Teaching. It is the next part of our Waymaker uh, Spiritual Gifts series. Series. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Ta-da! And if you like the show show we today's show we we encourage you to share it with your friends family co-workers etc because well sharing is caring but before we jump into today's topic we don't we have some commercials yes i believe in other regions of the world they would be referred to as advertisements advertisements oh i do love advertisements i do love me some advertisements I do love me some advertisements. <laughs> yep, we got some advertisements coming at you. So, Ethan, why don't you start us off with the first advertisement? <laughs> advertisement. What are we from? Are we from Britain? Are we from Britain? I just went from yeah, yeah. Or, or France? Britain? Or, are we from France? Yes, France. Yeah, I don't know. No, you have to say it like <laughs> okay, France. But anyway, yeah, I just passed <laughs> French too, and I can't do the accent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ethan, take us away. <laughs> RMRR and Waymaker Ministries has now partnered with my dad's good friend, Kenzie, over at With Love Custom Crafts. With Love Comes to Crap. <laughs> <laughs> with Love Custom Crafts is a. Love Custom Crafts is a. Christian-owned small business. Her products are pr- primarily focused towards women. The company tar- tagline reads, creating custom quality items at fo- affordable prices all made with love. She started off hand-cutting vinyl for all of her products. Her husband believed in her so much that he spent money 
that they really didn't have to buy her some uh, some much needed equipment to help get her business more moved. And if you want to go check her out, that is with lovecustomcrafts.com and that will be down below if you guys are watching or in the show description. Um also, speaking of with love custom crafts, I believe that um since it is almost father's day um she is going more towards men for that so yeah to uh celebrate some dads out there yeah <laughs> to celebrate some dads um so maybe you don't know what to get your dad for father's day go go well, check her out check her out <laughs> yeah so our next commercial is bite tag rmrr and waymaker ministries has partnered with Bite Tag. Bite Tag is the safest and most advanced pet tag on the market. It allows you to create a personal profile for you and your pet. When scanned, you get a notification that your pet's tag has been scanned. It also it also gives the scanner the option to notify the pet's owner and that the that the pet has been found. And the tag uses GPS tracking to notify the owner of their pet's location. There's no monthly or annual service or subscription fees, which is a good thing because it's free hallelujah. except for buying the tag. Yes, hallelujah. <laughs> and Bite Tag puts your privacy first. Bite Tag is truly the last pet tag you will ever need. And as an additional bonus, if you use discount code, RMRR15, you get a 15% discount off the purchase price. And check out the new Bite Tag slide, which there will be a photo on the screen, which which attaches directly to your pet to your pet's collar. With a Bite Tag slide, there is zero risk of getting caught on objects while playing or moving around, which helps because well, it's not like the jingly tags that are normal. So, yeah. go check those out. Yeah. And there may or may not the may the fifteen the seventy five percent or sixty five percent whatever discount may still be going on fifteen 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 thank you fifteen <laughs> um but I believe they also do have their own discount that's going on um so oh yeah yeah oh yeah maybe some Memorial Day weekend so yeah still going on or something so uh Lily why don't you go with the next commercial yes you guys. Our next commercial is my favorite commercial is Redemption Squad Ministries and we just had an amazing outreach this past weekend so I was honored and blessed to be partnered with my dear friend Ronnie O'Neill and um, we hit the streets with Redemption Squad Ministries but um, I really want to share this testimony with you guys so we are walking down the sidewalk and Ronnie met this guy and he started opening up to him immediately about issues with his life and different circumstances so he talked we were talking about the love of god and the grace of god um, it is clear this man had been exposed to so much religion and was very scared of failing but um, he took comfort in the verse perfect love casts out fear and the bible tells you do everything in love the bible also says that love never fails so when you do everything in love you have no reason to fear because love never fails. Um, after that, he opened up about how he felt like he had to compromise his faith constantly, time and time again, 
because he needed to provide for his family. So he was dealing drugs and stealing, and he just couldn't really know God. But here's the thing. Here's what me and Ronnie told him. We told him that God came down to us. Why would we need to climb up to God when he already descended down from heaven to us? So he was saved that day. His faith was made new and full that day, just standing on the corner of a sidewalk. And that's what Redemption Squad does. We go door to door, walking down the streets, handing these provision boxes to people. And um, the man that we prayed with did get a provision box. And these boxes are full of groceries and toiletries, whatever a family may need. Sometimes, one time I met a family of 14 people, and of course, they received multiple wow. boxes. So they really needed it, right? Amen. And um, yeah, so the Redemption Squad, it's just, it's a ministry that loves thy neighbor. Yeah. It's a ministry that goes out into the streets and sings out the word of God. We walk behind a trailer and we are singing worship music together in between houses we're visiting and just proclaiming the praise of God through the streets. Yeah. So if you want to join us, we have an outreach coming up. Uh, we're going to be boxing on Radiant Church uh, Central Campus at 6, Friday, June 12th. And then um, Saturday, the following Saturday morning, June 13th. Redemption Squad will be partnering with Jesus Church, another ministry, because we are neighbors, not competitors. And we are going to be meeting together at 10 a.m. at Radiant Church, Central Campus again, and heading out, hanging the streets. So, yeah. Yeah, and so it's... Speaking of, like, Redemption Squad Ministries, it's it's not just, like, a... They go out to everyone. Like, they... They... I think, like... They target some of the like the yeah the really really bad areas that some people don't mm -hmm. want to go to because yeah be like they they go out to dark neighborhoods where like people are you know where people have done stuff where you know there's mm -hmm. there's all kinds of uh, all kinds of stuff all kinds of like yeah. darkness but they go in there because they know that if if they can show some love maybe they'll like because when when we go out and we show kindness and we show compassion then then there'll be a seed and it'll grow and so they also just want to spread the gospel because well plus people need the food people like yeah. people need the people need the stuff and there was one time when i went out mm -hmm. um one of the one of the people that were was that we went up to they were like you know there has because he he this person lived there for a, like for years and there was he said that there was nothing like this there was no other yeah. church did that and there was what three churches in that area yeah there were like three churches just along this street and none of them entered into their own neighborhood yeah and Is none it? of them yeah. none of them did this and so mm -hmm. we we came out from from this wasn't even our neighborhood we were even near this place but we went out because we knew that this neighborhood needed our help and so it's just an amazing thing to hear that like the people that that give gets the boxes and just how how much they love it and they how much they care about it it's just like it's kind of like a heartwarming thing and so yeah yes but so so as our next commercial speaking of commercials the next commercial <laughs> Speaking of ministries even because is, this may not seem like a ministry ground but it's led by two ministers so it definitely is 
It's Valentine Comfort Shoes. Valentine Comfort Shoes is a veteran-owned business. Well, I mean, you guys already know how to how to do a Valentine Comfort. So, so you guys know what Valentine Comfort Shoes is, right? We all we mm -hmm. all know. We've done this before, you know. So it's a it's a veteran-owned business by Radiant Church's own Sean and Amy Blake, who are certified prayer warriors. And so yes, just can... asked to see their license, and Sean's gonna whip out this FBI badge. <laughs> it's it's like your uh, it's like your anointing oil. What chow? Yeah. Ciao. So you guys, if you guys see me in person, you're gonna see me wearing a bracelet that has my anointing oil um, close to my wrist, <laughs> and I'll just like whip it out and be like, "What chow?" So that's what Ethan's referring to. And uh, so Sean and Amy, that's how they live. Yeah, they pull out amazing. that anointing oil. They pull out their prayers certified license <laughs> there is uh, go over to valentine comfort show shoes if you need something for the souls on your feet something for the soul on your heart uh if you need some prayer if you need a cool pair of shoes they got you covered. look I'm, I'm just saying like even if i didn't need a pair of shoes i'd still go in because sean sean and amy are amazing people they are amazing god god led people and, and they they are just incredible people incredible believers and, and i just i love them with all my heart and so stop by for that um if if you need to uh to uh do that so um uh, <laughs> go ahead and go check them out if you need any pair of shoes or if you just need some prayer um because that prayer is always needed so lily um i think do you have any more testimony about the Redemption Squad thing? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, yes, I do, certainly. Um, but I really do want to get into our show, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Ethan, do you want to just, like, intro us, cue us in here? What is teaching? So. What is this all about? <laughs> um, teaching. Let's go into that really quickly. So. Uh, so teaching so teaching this gift is one that carries a heavy re responsibility in the church we are wa warned in james 1 3 that no that not many of you should become teachers my brothers that for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness like every believer teachers are to be stewards with every word that comes out of their mouths by the greater response responsibility uh, uh, to which they are called is to be stewards to of the word of god to his people and teachers have been in in Wow, entrusted with the task of efficiently communicating with what the Bible says, what is me, what it means, and how we as followers of Jesus Christ are to apply it to our lives here and now. Someone with this gift loves to study the Word of God with for extended periods of time. They consume the Scriptures as food for their 
hearts, souls, and minds with the sole purpose of knowing him and then making him known to others. They know how to make what God God has revealed to himself and what he requires of us as we as as people created in his image they take great joy and satisfaction in seeing others learn and apply the truth of God's word to their lives so speaking of teaching lily don't we have some verses on that well heaven yeah we do but Right before I get in here, <laughs> I just, I wanted to point out and just add emphasis to the statement Ethan made about how teachers have this kind of unnatural hunger to just hold up with the wor word of God and absorb it and understand it. So teachers are learners. They cannot be teachers if they were not first ones who learned. And they will always grow in learning and knowledge as they grow in teaching. Those things, um, they coincide and they're completely intertwined. They cannot be separated from each other. You can't be a teacher if you've never learned anything yet, if you don't have a love for learning. Because how would you expect people to learn from you if you don't yourself love it? So we do have scriptures, though. And I'm really excited to get into those. The first scripture that God gave me was um, a few weeks ago, actually, in preparation for this episode. Um, before I even realized we were doing this episode, <laughs> he gave me this scripture and it's been on my heart ever since. So if you'll flip your Bible with me to 2 Timothy 3, verses 14 through 17, and I'll be reading from the NASB translation. You can join me wherever you're at, though. So it says... You, however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you've learned them, that from childhood, from childhood, you have known the sacred writings, which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture, all scripture is inspired by God, profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction. For training in righteousness, another translation may say learning or growing in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. So in this scripture, Paul is speaking with confidence that those whom he is addressing is already knowledgeable of the sacred writings, and they have been since childhood. They have been since childhood, and he's encouraging them in this. All the scripture you've learned, all the knowledge that you've received from the time you were a babe until now, that is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. It's no wasted work here. It's so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. There's no waste. But in this scripture, he mentions having these sacred writings since childhood. Yet, I as... A young adult, sometimes still confused by scriptures, and I know many people who are far older than me, and sometimes they get tangled up in the Word of God. Well, here's another scripture I want to bring to the table, and this is way back. I'm going to flip my Bible way back to Proverbs 22, verse 6. It says, 
Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. So maybe as a child, maybe you're a young person listening to this and you don't understand some of the things you read in the Word of God. Well, you're being trained up in the way you should go anyways. And that is crucial for you. When you are old, you will not depart from it. And I trust that God will give you understanding. So Second Timothy, Paul is assured that these people were trained up as children in the ways they should go. But he doesn't stop at saying that. They have learned and must continue in knowledge. He continues to say that since you have learned the scriptures, they are profitable for teaching. Profitable here. That word, I'm going to try and say this right, y'all. It's ancient Greek. Don't hold me to it. But it's ophelimo. Something like that. It comes from the word ophelo. Um, Ophelimo is O-P-H-E-L-I-M-O-S. Ophelo, O-P-H-E-L-L-O. I don't know if you're taking notes. I just want to help you guys out. It says, which means to heap up, to accumulate, gain advantage, and to benefit from. So all the scripture you have learned is Ophelimo for teaching, reproof, correction, Training in righteousness, Paul here isn't saying that it's profitable, only profitable to learn scriptures. He's confident that they already learned. So now he is saying that they're profitable for teaching. They're ophelimo for teaching. If they are profitable for teaching, though, they are, of course, also profitable for learning. Bearing in mind that every word in the Bible is inspired by God, is breathed out. By his breath. Now Paul is not only desiring for these people to not depart from the ways they were raised up in, but to raise others. And that's something, that's a position that you enter with the fear of the Lord. Like um, the scripture Ethan referenced, James 1.3, not all of us are called to be teachers. I personally don't understand why so many people try to covet and grasp that position and just take it with such authority that they may have not been given by God. I don't understand why it's a coveted position because to me it's something that you could only enter into with such divine persuasion by God. It's something that you could only enter into with humble and reverence fear of the Lord because you are attending someone else's sheep you're attending the lord's sheep Mm. so whenever i teach someone i remember that i'm tending not my sheep but i'm his sheep and these are his sheep Mm. so i need to bear that in mind and correct my mouth and guard my mouth because i can't just say anything i can't just say something i'm not sure of and teachers i understand i um, just encourage you and knowing that there's going to be answer- questions you're going to be asked that you're not going to know the answer to. I remember when I was um, little, just a little girl, and I asked some teachers in Sunday school some hard questions. But the issue was, They never wanted to seek an answer with me. I understood that maybe they wouldn't know 
And as a child, even as a child, I would have respected them not knowing the answer. But they just stopped at saying, well, I don't know. Ask someone else. They What they should have done and what I strive to do, because there's many questions I get asked and I don't know the answer to. Sit down with the person, sit down with the student, and find the answer with them. Because when you strive to look in the right places, the Word of God, you can't see my Bible, here it is. When you strive to look in the right places for answers, I can assure you God will show you something. So don't mm. be embarrassed if you don't know something. Don't flee from that person. Don't shut them down and say, you shouldn't be asking such a thing just because you don't know the answer. Okay? It's okay Amen. to not know the answer. But remember, all Scripture, all this vast Word of God that touches on every subject imaginable is profitable for your position. It is profitable for this fearsome office you've stepped into for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training up the man of God in the work of righteousness. So Amen. we are not only meant to not depart from the ways we are raised up, but to raise others. And as we are teaching, remember scriptures like 1 Corinthians 3. Verses 6 through 7 It's where we're going. This is a scripture that um, I came across when I was starting to step into some pride with my teaching. And it wasn't that I, I thought I was so high and mighty, but it's that I was taking things and chores and works that were not mine, but God's alone. So let's read it. It says, Paul is saying here, I planted, Apollos watered, but God was causing the growth. Verse 7 says, So then neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but God causes the growth. What I was trying to do was cause the growth. I was seeing some of the sheep that God had appointed me over not growing and not eating their food, and I was trying to force feed them. And that wasn't good. That wasn't good. God alone is the causer of growth. The joy of the Lord is the only strength that we have, the only true strength that we have. So let's just take this and fully apply it to teaching. We teachers may water, or perhaps we plant seeds, but it's not we who cause growth. It is not we who make others understand. It is not we who open up their ears so divinely. We can speak heavenly things, but we cannot make earthly ears and earthly hearts understand them. Okay, so we do not have the capability of telling the cells of the roots of a plant to expand deep into the soil. We do not have the capability of stretching the stem of the plant into maturity. We water, we plant, but God alone is the causer of growth. So remember yes. that. Be meek. Know your place. I'm trying to know my place. And that is not the causer of growth. I am not that provoker. I can add some nutrients to the soil. Mm. I can sit by it and make sure that 
it's shielded from storms and tried to protect it the best of my God-given ability. But it's not me who makes anything grow. So these nutrients, this water, these seeds, it's not even mine. It's God's. He is the creator of plant soil. He himself is a plant's home. So we teach. So as we teach, may we glorify God, the giver of lessons in every scripture of his breath that is profitable, that is ophelimo for teaching, for reproof, for correction and training in righteousness, for causing growth. As we freely received, we are called to freely give. And as we are being given to, let's also remember verses like Luke 6.40. This is a good one. It's also humbling. It says, A pupil is not above his teacher, but everyone, after he has been fully trained, will be like his teacher. So earthly teachers are imitated by their pupils, but as they are being imitated, they are called to imitate Christ. Ethan, I'm going to stop there. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that really quick it's just that like hearing that verse it 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 makes me because from how it sounds it sounds that even though they so when t so the the students let's say that the students mimic the teachers but they should be mimicking god that's what i'm getting out of that so instead of mimicking their earthly teachers and doing what mm -hmm. they do they should be doing what god did they should be doing what god yeah. says and they should be mimicking what what god does they should be doing like you know miracle signs of wonders mm -hmm. and bringing yeah. bringing the flock and protecting the flock and you know doing all the stuff that well shepherds do and teachers and you know all the people that well teach so, I yeah. agree with you, Ethan. But want to know what the boldest statement one could still rightfully make is? What you, What is that, Lily? I'll give you a hint. Paul said it. <laughs> so, oh, oh, thanks. It. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could have guessed that. Of course, Paul said it. Yeah. Well, First of course, Corinthians Paul said eleven. It. Mm -hmm. It's First Corinthians eleven, verse one. Oh, and he one. actually said something. A little different than what you said. He said to be imitators of me as I also am of Christ. Mm. So, teachers, you are put in a place where people will imitate you and they will pick up things from you. You're just a walking impartation. You're very sticky to people. Okay, what do you think? The things you do, the works you uh, do it kind of sticks on to people, right? Because God's put you in that place. So we can imitate those who are so much like God because they are also of Christ. Now be careful who you're imitating. Be very careful who you're imitating. First and foremost, imitate God always. Ethan, you're very, 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 very right. But teachers you're in a position of this this is the boldest statement one can make and it has been made i could not say such a thing like paul said without the fear of the lord falling upon me and his gracious conviction to imitate him even more closely dressing in his robes of love and walking in his sandals of justice 
teachers who you who you follow your people will also follow okay because you're the on earth shepherds following a heavenly shepherd right so you have to constantly down look in front of you and make sure that you're following this heavenly shepherd and you have not been led astray and you have not been too far what you learn your people your pupils learn as well so focus on learning the authenticity of christ rather than all the counterfeits okay i hear so many teachings about the counterfeits okay so we can't look for the scheme of the enemy people are falling subject to these things of the world uh, this is what lust is. This is what idolatry is. This is what this is and that is. Sure, that's good knowledge. But when you know the authenticity of Christ, you know what Christ isn't as well. So teachers, focus on teaching Christ. Focus on teaching God. Because, of course, there's so many counterfeits in this world. But if you know the one true thing, you're going to know what's fake and what's real. So people compare this to those who study the authentic dollar bills. They don't study all the counterfeits and all the fake ones. They just absorb every single detail and facet of the real dollar bill. And that's all they need to know. Johnson also says that my sheep know my voice. It doesn't say that my sheep has studied all those who are trying to be like me in their voice. It doesn't say that my sheep knows all the counterfeit voices and therefore they know me. It says they know my voice. It's Christ speaking. They know his voice. So teachers, teach your sheep what the voice of God sounds like. Encourage them to incline their ear. Because that's the only voice that we need truly. And before we continue, I want to say what it means to follow. The Greek word for follow is akaluteo. And this is what Christ said in Matthew 4 when he was telling his disciples to follow him. He was saying to akaluteo. I love this word. You can just feel the anointing in the scriptures. Um, the people left the nets to follow him. The people left the tax collector's station to follow him. They left the prison cells to follow him. This word refers to a union, though. It means to be the same as, to pursue after intently, and until the very end. And lastly, it means to imitate. Now, I don't know if you're like me, but when I think of following, I, I didn't think of that. When I thought of that word, I didn't think of that. You know, it's so thrown around, right, Ethan? It's all over social media. Everyone has thousands of followers and thousands of people they're following. Do they yeah. know that that is imitation? It's just kind of like, it's just kind of thrown around. Like, it's not like, it's like, oh, hey, this person's following it. It's like, it's just thrown around. Everyone's just, yeah. Uh, oh, you know, you're following someone and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And so, like, it's just kind of thrown around now. And so. Yeah. yeah, some people even have millions of followers. And where are they leading them to? Why are these people imitating? Why are they pursuing intently after until the very end? It's 
a sacred word but it's become so degraded yeah but teachers you bring the sacredness back into this word because your pupils follow you your sheep follow you they imitate you as you imitate christ right that's what we're called to be ultimately as teachers so um after learning all these scriptures i was kind of wondering where do the teachers learn what exactly does this look like i stumbled across a verse in first john two chapter two and if you'll flip with me over first john towards the end of the new testament if you're wondering um and I'm going to read that. I'm going to read verse 27. It says, As for you, the anointing which you received from him abides in you. You have no need for anyone to teach you, but as his anointing teaches you about all things, and is true, and is not a lie, just as it has taught you, you must abide in him. The anointing of Christ teaches us Christ teaches us how to obey, how to be loved by him, how to teach others. Teachers, we would be nothing without this anointing. We would, because who would we have learned from? We could learn worldly wisdom. We could have vain conceit to be knowledgeable in all the ways of this world. We could read all the theology books and be so learned in apologetics. Where would that get us, though? Because... You're just learning something that someone who has lived and died taught, okay? And their legacy can only go so far on earth. But Christ, his legacy has lasted over 2,000 years, mm. and it's going to last for all of eternity. Yes. So let Christ teach you, and your words, the things you teach to your people, must also be of Christ, because that is the only legacy we can have. It reminds me of oh, it reminds me of that old Caleb song. Um, it's probably Casting Crowns or like one of those bands. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it's called Only Jesus. It says I don't want to leave a legacy. Only Jesus, teachers. That's what you are. You don't need to leave a legacy of quoting C.S. Lewis and G.K. Chesterton and um, R.C. Sproul and Charles Spurgeon. Their legacy is perishing. Their legacy is temporal. But Christ isn't. Christ isn't. Teach from Christ. Teach from the Bible. Teach from the everlasting breath, God-breathed word. All scripture has always been and always will be profitable. Ophelimo, for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training up a man in righteousness. This is all we have okay this is all we have to teach there's nothing else so ethan what what are your thoughts on all this i know i've put just so much out there but so it's just that like what would you say to the teachers so to to all the teachers who are watching this don't lead by here's my thing lead by example and here's why mm -hmm. if if you're following someone so let's say all the teachers if if you're following someone who's 
actually, let's go with the students. Let's go with the students for now. If you're following someone, and if the students are following your te- so the teachers, if you have people following you, you should be following God, not someone else, not the other yeah. whatever's, not the other idols, not anyone else other than God, yeah. because not you're Stephen setting Furtick, yeah, not Joyce Meyer. You're setting <laughs> the example for God. Well, you're setting. <laughs> you <laughs> hold on. Let me rephrase that. You're setting the example for them. So whatever, mm-hmm. because they're going to interpret, they're going to do the same thing as you. They're going to follow you, and they're going to lead. They're going to do what you do. So lead by example. Mm-hmm. Don't lead yeah. by what will they think of me or what blah blah blah. Lead by example. Yeah. Um. And and that's that's just what I have. So. Yeah. Um, I've said this on a Rocky Mountain Revival Radio episode, but I'm going to say it again here. I hate the phrase, those who can't do, teach. Yes. That is worldly. That is sick. That's so sick. Look at Jesus. His followers were because he taught with authority. It says the people were in awe of him because he taught with authority. He practiced what he taught. He did. And yeah. what he did, he taught others to do. He spoke out of the abundance of the heart. He acted out of what had been God given, what was heaven sent, the anointing that was upon him. So, Lily, he's kind of like the opposite of what that says. <laughs> he really is. And that's he's, what we all should be. Yeah. No teacher should he, not be able to do, but just delegate other people and tell them what to do he's literally the opposite (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh exactly so don't you also have a understanding verse for us oh yeah i definitely do so i'm gonna be in matthew for understanding yes matthew i love the gospel of matthew i love matthew Uh, good old matthew it's (laughs) it's my favorite gospel you guys And I was thinking about the parables of Christ, and this gospel stood out to me because I'm not sure if it's the gospel who, which has the most parables, but it certainly has the most confusing ones. (laughs) And you hear the disciples whining a couple of times, like, Jesus, why, why are you teaching parables? No one, no one understands. You could speak in plain English or shoot. Plain ancient <laughs> Greek, <laughs> and we still wouldn't and understand. People would understand, no, but like maybe people could understand. So let's start in Matthew thirteen. I'm gonna jump over to verse thirty-four, and I'm gonna read that for you guys. It says, "All these things Jesus spoke to the multitudes in parables." He did not speak to them without a parable so that what was spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things hidden since the very foundation of the world. So Christ uttered the secrets of heaven for all to hear. But many tried to listen with earthly ears. This could not be. For how could you listen to the spirit of God without listening with spiritual ears? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Now, why did Jesus have to speak in parables? You know, maybe like what I said before, maybe if he spoke plainly, then all would have understood. 
and all who have come to him with open hearts. But the disciples asked this question, and Jesus explained this was not so. So let's go back to verse 11, Matthew 13. It says, let me flip my page. <laughs> That's not what it says. But he says, he answered and said to them, to you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been granted. For whoever has to him shall be given more, and he shall have abundance. But whoever does not have even what he does have shall be taken away from him. Therefore, I speak to them in parables, because while seeing they do not see, and while hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is being fulfilled, which says, You will keep on hearing, but will not understand. You will keep on seeing, but will not perceive. Verse 15, For the heart of the people has become dull. So, maybe you're wondering, Well, it seems like Jesus was just trying to confuse people. That sounds like a mean guy. I hate it when teachers try to confuse me. Why can't he just make it applicable and obvious for everyone but here's the thing we are held accountable for what we do have and what we do not do know not what we don't the parable of the talents one man was given 10 talents one man was given five and another was given one okay the man who was given one talent was not being held accountable for not having started out with 10 talents he was held accountable for the one talent that he did have. And the man with ten talents was held accountable for the ten talents he did have. So, we're held accountable for what we do know and understand. And if someone didn't understand Christ, then they would have rejected him out of just not understanding him. But here's the thing. If he spoke to them in plain ancient Greek... They would have rejected him anyways because their ears had not been made to hear. They did not listen with their spiritual ears. They listened with their ears of earthly religion and secularity and idolatry and pity. And uh, they listened to with their ears of, oh, just get to a point. Why do you have to tell me all this? That's not right. Even if he had spoken in plain English, those people that said things like that, those people who did not understand, they wouldn't have accepted what he said because they did not allow the Spirit of God to open up their ears and make them understand. So Jesus says, To you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not. So by them rejecting simply what they do not understand instead of what they do understand and then rejecting it. Christ was uh, protecting them from a worse punishment in heaven because if they were given more understanding and more knowledge, they would have been held accountable for it. But they would have rejected it because they did not accept Christ. They did. They rejected Christ. So why would they except his teaching. Amen. So, he protected those who were not able to understand the parables, who were not able to understand him. They protected those from the greater punishment that would have come 
for having been understanding yet still rejecting. Okay, there's some people I know who have come to church and stepped into um, stepped into godliness, but they've backslidden. And they know the Bible so well. They're held accountable for that knowledge, though. And they're still rejecting it. And they're still rejecting God. Mm. So their punishment is worse because they're accountable for more. Whereas if someone who had never looked at a Bible, never known the church, they're not going to be held accountable for knowing the church or knowing the Bible. How could they? That wouldn't be fair. Mm -hmm. So God is speaking them, speaking to them in a way that only those who have been granted the ability to understand will understand. Yeah. And those who do not have the ability to understand will just reject it because they don't understand it. They won't reject it because they hate God and they don't like him and they don't agree with him. They'll just reject it for not understanding the parable, which is far less worse than rejecting Christ himself. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ethan, what are your thoughts on all this? It's just, it's, it's, this whole entire understanding and teaching is just, it, it, we couldn't have picked a better time to do this. I know, right? Um, And so, but I have some verses as well for understanding. Mm -hmm. um, so the first one, if you guys would like to turn with me, I'm reading the NIV, but it doesn't really matter which ver which version you read. Um, as long as it's good. Good. <laughs> as long as it's good yeah. and holy. <laughs> yeah. So I am going to be in Proverbs 2, 9. And that is, then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good path. So, wow. really, so really quickly before I continue, so that tells me that when, when we we should understand, because when there is a difference between right and wrong. There is a difference between good and bad. There is a difference between just and not just. And there is a difference between fair and non -fair, not fair. Non fair. That's not even fair. Um, unfair. Unfair. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and so, and unjust. And so, there, there's a difference. So, we, we, in here it says we should, we will understand what is right, just, and fair. Wow every good path and so that tells me when we're going down a path we'll be able to understand what is right and just and fair in that path and so going on to my next one i'm going to be in also proverbs 2 this is proverbs mm -hmm. 2 2 in the niv version this is turn your ear to wis wisdom and applying your heart to understanding and that tells me that when that you should be hearing, you should be hearing what God. You should be hearing the wisdom that and applying your 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 heart, your knowledge into understanding. And and so, Lily, what are your thoughts on the first two verses I just told? Hmm. 
Well, it seems like it's a step beyond discernment because mm-hmm. discernment is distinguishing, but understanding is knowing thoroughly and mm-hmm. being able to learn and then step into instruction. So I believe we've met the essence of the gift of understanding. Those with this gift can sit at the feet of Jesus for hours, like Mary and Luke 10, verse 38 and 39, I believe, and just learn with their heavenly ears. Those with this gift can be lended, have been lended the gift of understanding to grasp these deep mysteries beyond human discovery or comprehension. They have a yielding heart. They know that students not above their teacher and humbly accept that position of being taught by someone greater than them, Christ. Sometimes people with this gift may assume everyone has it, for there are a few who have this gift, and I've met a few, um, and they've had this gift all their life, it seems. They've always had heavenly ears. God's spoken to them since infancy, essentially, and... These people have never lived on earth without knowing what it's like to experience the living word in its fullness. Mm. Some of you have been trained up since you're ch- since you were children, right? Proverbs yeah. 22 verse 6. But let me tell you that this gift is rare mm. and it is beautiful. So if you feel as though you've never had trouble reading the scriptures, you could just read them for hours. You could just sit at the feet of Christ. Let me tell you, you have this gift. If people come to you with questions and see you as a trustworthy figure to yield your sword, to yield the sword of the word in front of them, then you are an understanding teacher. Mm. You see, these gifts work together. They're inseparable. You can't be a teacher without having the gift of understanding. And if you feel as though you just have the gift of understanding, right now it's likely because you're being prepared for a teacher position yeah so ethan please continue there's my rant (laughs) and so as my next verse we're also going to be in proverbs again hallelujah and this is (laughs) well it's just because proverbs is like all about understanding and i like it no it really is yeah i mean that's kind of the intro to the book (laughs) yeah and so Proverbs 4, 7 is where we're going to be, and it is in the NIV version again. It is, the beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom, though though it cost all you have, get understanding. So, to get understanding, it, it... it's gonna it's gonna come at a price it's gonna come at the learning it it's gonna come at using it but you you should get understanding and you should use understanding so Lily what are your thoughts on that um so I just love what the next verse says in Proverbs 2 verse 8 it says prize her and she will exalt you she will honor you if you embrace her if you embrace her so when you embrace someone, You are all in, both your arms, your entire body and movement is completely devoted to embracing them. It's this all-in effort you make to embrace her. You prize her because it came with a price and that price was your everything. How could you not prize her? How could you not continuously pursue her? So 
say you had one position, one possession, and it was the grandest thing you've ever owned. It costed you everything. Maybe you're thinking of um, the parable of Christ, and he spoke about how a man bought this field just so he could have the pearl that was hidden within it. Say you had that possession. It is just one possession. It is all you had. It was the greatest thing you had ever owned, and it costed you everything to get it. Would you not look after it? Would you not see it as the most valuable thing you owned? Would you not use that position, use that possession daily? It was all you had to use. It was all you had. It was all you knew you needed. Okay, so say I say all I owned was my Bible. Everything else was gone. Don't you think I would read my Bible daily? Here's the thing. My word cost me everything. I cannot embrace my word, my Bible, without letting go of everything else. Okay, I cannot be cross-eyed when looking at Christ. Mm. You, you guys know what cross-eyed is, right? You're, mm. It's like your eyes are going in two different directions. No, Amen. both of your eyes have to be fixated on God. Amen. Both of your eyes have to be fixated on this gift, prized Ooh. and embraced, fully yours. Amen. You sold everything to have it, right? Yeah. It's all yours, right? Amen. Treat it like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Ethan, you go. <laughs> and and so that's all the scripture. Um so mm -hmm. so I think next up we have some testimonies. So I yes, will sir. start with mine. So understanding. So the, um I'll give you a little bit of background, not too much. So on Tuesdays, um f we have PGP, which is Prophetic Gathering Place. And so it's me, Lily, my dad, co-host Michael of RMRR and one of our other friends. And so Tuesday it's it's normally on Tuesday. And so we were doing Tuesday. And so on Tuesday, I just, I had this, like, fire type of thing to, to be in the Bible. Bible huh, the Bible. Wow. <laughs> that was a mouthful. You so I was like, I was getting into the Bible more. And I, I was, I was like, I was, I was so pumped up for the Bible. And so my, Michael the co-host he asked he straight up asked me have you had an experience like this before and i was like no and so he told me that i was getting a gift a, a gift that help would help me with the word and so mm -hmm. that i i got more understanding and so literally tuesday night i stayed up until three or four o'clock in the morning in the word and it was so let's see we ended we ended pretty late, um, and then the sh the we. So I went to bed. I laid. I got into my bed around eleven, and I did not go to sleep until four o'clock. And I woke up early, like I wow. woke up pretty early in the morning. And so, like, I was I was in the word, and I was able to take notes. I like I created a plan. I could create like a whole entire plan on this. I could create. I like I could create things on what I did. 
and what I was wow. in. And so I just pressed in and I, like it was so I was doing connect I was doing some connections and I didn't even know where these connections were. God was wow. like go here and go here and go here and go here. And so he put me he put me all over the Bible. Like I went to different verses. Yeah. I went to different books. I went all over the place. I went back to other books. Like I was in Acts like three or four times. <laughs> and so like it was it's like it was just so powerful and so so amazing and like it's just when when you're in the presence like that it's it's like there's nothing else going around like i was playing some music like i was playing a little bit of music but it was like that was turned off like it was like it, there was nothing like i could i could hear it it was just like there was nothing like i was just in like i was in the sky that's how it felt like there was nothing around me like it was it was amazing and so it it was just so so powerful, so amazing, and like I I couldn't, I I just I couldn't, I I can't describe how the how it was like the feeling, and, and it was just mm -hmm. so amazing, and and uh, I can't wait to see what happens out of this, what comes out of this. So, wow, you have one, Lily? Yeah, oh yeah, um, that reminds me of a testimony I had, um, I encountered when I was thirteen. And it had just been a couple months after I became a Christian. Um, what I used to do is I didn't want to study the Bible inside my house because there was always so much going on and just like family stuff, a lot of noise. And I felt like I couldn't focus. Mm -hmm. So I tried to go outside. But a storm came and I couldn't sit outside anymore. Um, I was only out there for a few minutes before that storm came. So... I went to the garage and I sat in my mom's car, which is now mine, <laughs> and um, I just started reading my Bible, and I kept reading. And every day I would read from two to five hours. It was something that I couldn't stop. I get called lazy sometimes for not doing other things, but I just, there was a season where I couldn't get up. I had to be Mary. I had to sit at Jesus' feet above all oh, else. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You told me about this. And, yep. And what happened was I got baptized in the Word of God. Mm. I felt this fire and water rush down my body, and all of a sudden I could understand Jesus' parables and what he was mm. saying and the connections between the Old and the New Testament. Yeah. Even though I had no training, I had no teacher. I wasn't some pastor's kid who had been brought up in this, really. I didn't know. But all of a sudden, the knowledge and understanding was upon me. And it was so strange because right after that, it was kind of like what I described before. People started to come to me with um, questions about the parables of Christ and what does this mean in the Old Testament? And yeah. how did God change between the Old and the New Testament? All of a sudden, I had answers in scriptures to back up what I was saying to them. Yeah, Scriptures I had never even read before. Yeah. But it's like God told them to me. So that's my testimony for understanding. And I also have one for teaching that I really did want to share. But Ethan, what are your thoughts on that before I move on? So I just, I think that when, 
when we we really dive into the word and we we ha while some of us may not have the gift of understanding we could still do what some of us we can still do it like we can still divulge in the word and we can still be like mary and lay at jesus's feet Mm -hmm. and, and read the word and we can also because part of that is we can we can we can make connections and and that's why reading your bible is a good thing and that's why you should be spending time in the word is because of when we're in the word we can make connections to other things that's why knowing knowing the bible is a good thing and knowing the verses and knowing the scripture that's a good thing because you can make these connections and so you can be like oh hey this verse in galatians matches this verse here and so like you can make mm -hmm. those connections and you can you can use those tools when when doing if you're called to be a pastor you can use those during a sermon um and so it's just it's it's a really fun it's 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 just amazing when you're in the word and 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 the holy spirit just takes over and it's like you're you're in heaven like it's it's amazing feeling like you can feel yeah. there's just like a weight that lifts off of you like it's it's like you're weightless it's it's just a, an amazing feeling yeah and so um but yeah. uh really quickly lily uh go ahead and do that teaching one mm -hmm. so um something that i do for people i disciple is I send out voice recordings of mm. what I've been learning in the Word of God lately. And sometimes I do that every week. Sometimes it's a little less in between because I've been more shepherding and discipling them instead of teaching them. But what these Bible studies are, are teachings that God has taught me. And I have my handy-dandy notebook here full of very full pages of revelation from God. So I record what I've received from the Spirit. And I send it out to these women. One of these women, I love her so much. Um, I'm not sure if I'm okay to say your name on here because I wasn't planning on sharing this testimony. Uh, I wouldn't. Yeah, I was going to play it safe and not. But um, what she does is she listens to these voice recordings and then she summarizes them and shares them with uh, her cleaning lady who comes over to her house and her family. And it's just so amazing to see mm. how what God tells me just ripples out to my close circle and then their close circle. Yeah. And I'm sure that will keep on going. And it just so, kind of grows and grows and grows. And it's really yeah. cool. Um, is that all the testimonies I think we Yeah, have? that's really... That's really my uh, main testimony that yeah. I wanted to share with you guys to just display the effect of teaching. Yeah. Mm hmm So, we got final thoughts, right? Yeah. 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 Ethan, do you want to start with final thoughts? So, yeah, I'll start with final thoughts. So, <laughs> final thoughts. Wow. Uh, <laughs> this, wow. Just, just Wow. Um, understanding and teaching it's it's just an amazing thing and so when when you're in when you're in the bible and when you're in the word it's just an amazing thing so please get into the bible more um and and just yeah that's um and and just continue to 
to get into discipleship opportunities when you can because that also does help um and so Mm -hmm. just and and for the teachers out there just be a good example please just just be a good example for your students Mm -hmm. and for the people that you're discipling so that's my final thought lily yeah um my final thought it it reminds me of what i said at the tuesday night bible study um i was talking at heath and we are talking about how James and Paul were influences on each other and how we saw uh, Paul live out some of the words that James said in his letter. So he asked about how that parallels and like what the Ashley looks like. And this is why I said to him. So as you are being more remade into the original image of God, that you started out as and God always called you to be. And as you're around those people who are also being called more deeply into the original image of God that he made us with, he bore in mind before we were in our mother's womb. We and these people are reflecting God, but because we're all reflecting God, we're also reflecting each other. So teachers, make sure you're reflecting God and those who are understanding. Make sure you're reflecting those who are made in the image of God and you're also reflecting God because that's important for both gifts. Yeah. And that's really my final thought. Yeah. So Lily, hit us with the closing prayer. All right. Oh, Lord, thank you so much for this time of just growing and studying your your beautiful word that's profitable for teaching and reproof and correction and works of righteousness. Lord, I pray that Ethan and I and all who are listening yield our swords well. God, I pray that you place on our listeners' head this holy fire that drives them to your word, drives them to know you more. And God, I pray that those who are listening that have been in the season for under, of understanding for a while, you bring them into the fullness of that season and into the new season of teaching what they have been learning all this time. Lord, let them not be scared to step into teaching. Let them not be scared of man. We're scared of what they don't know. But Lord, I pray that we fear you alone, God because you are the only one with the everlasting authority over us. So God, touch us all, whether it's with a divine hunger to understand and perceive and comprehend, or if it's the divine hunger to share what we have understood and what we have comprehended and perceived. Touch us, Lord, with that hunger with that drive, with that holy ambition, not of selfishness or vain conceits, but for the advancing of your kingdom alone. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. While you were praying, my hands are on fire. <laughs> and like they're wow. all tingly. Like that that's how you know the present like God's presence is here. And so Okay. Um, next, we never want to end a show without giving you the opportunity 
to have a personal relationship with Jesus. If you do not have a personal relationship with him, you can. It is not too late. And if today is the day that you want to get right with God, we're all going to pray this prayer with you. So with, he with, wow, with heads bowed and eyes closed, <laughs> repeat after me. Say, dear God. Dear God. I know that I've sinned. I know that I've sinned. But I believe. But I believe. That Jesus died in my place. That Jesus died in my place. And God. And God. You raised him from the dead. You raised him from the dead. So Jesus. So Jesus. I confess. I confess. That you are Lord. That you are Lord. Please be Lord of my life. Please be Lord of my life. Wash away my sin. Wash away all my sin. And give me the power to follow you. And give me the power to follow you. Amen. Amen. Now, if you said that simple prayer, we believe that you were born again. We would love to share in this with you. You can write us at choice at waymaker.rmrr and we would be happy to celebrate with you and welcome you into the family and to keep you on track with your decision and to combat the enemy we would recommend that the next step after this is to get yourself into a good bible believing bible teaching holy spirit filled church thank you thank you for joining us today and as a reminder if you like the show and today's show and the show's content we encourage you to share it with your friends family loved ones con uh wow uh co-workers etc because sharing is caring and if you want to go check out the spiritual gift survey the survey tests whatever you want to call them those will be in the show description or on your screen and as a reminder Check out waymaker.rmrr.live for all the latest information and updates about the show. Please like and subscribe to the show's YouTube page. Podcasts on, of the show are available for on all of your favorite podcast providers. Please check out the show archive page on the, on the Waymaker website for a listing of which podcast providers you can find us on. Follow us on Facebook for and the show's website for all the latest for all the latest updates and information. And if you like the show and the show's content and feel led to donate to us, there are links to do so on the website down below in the show description and for those watching on your screen. All his donations go to hosting fees, software, equipment, and wherever the Holy Spirit donate directs us to give. And remember, get yourself into a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, and Holy Spirit-filled church. Plug into discipleship, plug into groups and discipleship opportunities and serve in any way you can. Oh, and before we leave, just really quickly, we forgot two commercials. So really quickly, I want to shout out Destiny Music for the oh. music that was playing. And as a quick reminder, if you want to, pretty soon in the next, it the store for the Waymaker, the RMRR and the Waymaker store for all of your merch will be coming out. We'll be ready soon. And when it's out, you guys will get it. 
So, <laughs> thank you again for joining us, and be blessed. Thank you for listening to Waymaker Ministries. Have a blessed day.